to the Mammon Shell. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Bill Russell, the founder and CEO of Russell Marketing and the author of Launching Fund. Thank you, Bill, for getting into the show. Thanks very much for having me, Rohit. Much appreciated. Awesome. You know, so we'll be talking about like kind of like a bunch of the stuff into the e-commerce, how to launch a successful brand into the economic downturn, you know, COVID happened a few years, a few, few months back. And it's mm-hmm. still, we guys are still recovering from this situation. So, so let's just keep on with that way. So, would you like to just tell us something about yourself first, entrepreneurship journey, how you got started with this, and what was the impression and so on? Sure. Yeah. So I set up my this business uh, about five years ago. I was uh, working in the nonprofit space and the commute. If you remember before COVID, when everyone used to commute a lot, uh, the commute was just too much. And so I decided uh, rather than you know commuting an hour and a half each way to my job, I thought now was a good time to explore entrepreneurship and launch my own business, which is something I thought about for a long time. Mm-hmm. So the time was right. And five years ago, I, I took that jump and there have been you know highs and lows, challenges, the first business idea I had for the agency didn't work out too well, so I had to pivot and change that. But all in all, uh, things have been improving year over year. And like you said, I think we're in a tough time right now with e-commerce. So lots of challenges ahead, but I feel I feel pretty confident and, and hopeful that the e-commerce world and the, and the world itself is going to be on an upward trend again soon. I think e-commerce will not going to stop work, but e-commerce will never be stopped. Exactly. It's the, right. it's the next version of economy to mm-hmm. get the stuff quick and easy. That's it. And everyone wants right. that. Right. And and there's always going to be people launching new things. You know, that's not going to go anywhere. So I feel confident that we're in the right space. It's just some of the tools and the strategies are, are changing quite quickly. And it's pretty easy to start a Shopify store. It's pretty easy to start an e-commerce store really easy it just yeah. takes a couple hours to launch a store run ads and start driving the even revenue as well with the next 24 hours it's pretty easy yeah. very easy entry yeah you're right we guys are going to talk about like today the five stages your agency specialized in so like the first phase is validation second is acquisition third is engagement fourth is conversion and fifth is scaling how would you like yeah. to explain about each like what's the process of each Sure. Yeah. Well, as you said, it's very easy to build out a Shopify store, start running ads or an Etsy store or whatever the case is going to be, especially in the last few years when we've had COVID, people locked down, jobs are tough. Everyone has an opportunity to do their own thing. However, I think one of the challenges people forget is, you know, validating, improving the, the fit of your product idea and the success of the business before starting so the entry is very easy but i do feel there's a preparation period that people often miss and for us that's this validation period so for us when clients come to work with us we have these these five steps that we move them through to launch their business or their product successfully and the first is validation and essentially that's just a short two three four week period where we're collecting data uh, that tells us consumer intent on the product idea and that just that helps us build a, a better mark, go-to-market strategy so that when we do 
start putting money in ad campaigns and so on, we know it's going to be effective. So this first phase is, is a validation period. Now, the second and third phases of this system occur at the same time, acquisition and engagement. And one of the things that we've seen, especially nowadays, given how easy it is for people to launch their own stores, is how valuable building up your community is before you launch. So having people, having, having people in your community on your email lists excited, ready to go, interested in your product before you kind of press publish on the website. So for us, that's these steps two and three, acquiring these prospective audiences and getting them excited, you know, telling them what to expect, what's coming up, what's the product, what are the incentives, uh, and getting them all excited so that when you do launch, they're going to be ready to go. Uh, then the, the fourth and fifth step, those occur once the Shopify store or whatever it is, is live. So you're published, uh, the product's available, and you then convert these audiences that you've been building in advance of your launch, so an email list, let's say. And then once you've got that early traction, you've got that early sales, you're going to have some good data, some information, some customer information, yeah. which you can then use to, to grow and scale and, and invest more. So that's a simple a kind of explanation of the system. But the system itself, I think, is, is pretty simple and a pretty simple one for folks to follow. So there's five steps to go for a successful story. Yeah, so... Anyone who is thinking of launching a business, launching an idea, maybe they want to do their own t-shirt designs, Shopify, Etsy, whatever, cake, a cake store, whatever it is, you know, they can move through this five-step system and that will allow them to do, to do, go through this process in a, with less risk. So they're not going to spend a lot of money and waste a lot of money. They're not going to spend a lot of time and waste a lot of time. Instead, we want to minimize the risk. And at every step of the journey, make sure they have all the information they need to make kind of the most informed decisions. Even though, you know, like you guys also have the Etsy store. We have somewhere like thousand products listed on the Etsy store. So, you know, we guys have at the creative team of this company made somewhere like thousand products last year. So all mm -hmm. are digital arts, like digital printables, mm -hmm. you know. So we guys are constantly selling it on Etsy. You guys are not that much active, but still have the product listed. I have just a couple of sales come in, but it's 100% passive. We just never looked at that. And mm -hmm. it's best word of mouth as well for a small ticket thing for the big agencies to get a big client base as well. Yeah. For their business purposes. And so have, what kind of stuff, what, what do you want to talk about? Like the ads purposes, have like how the HC ads also works or is it, so if you were talking about the e-commerce thing, Mm -hmm. you all, do you always believe in the organic results or the organic push from the marketplaces like Amazon has a bunch of customers from all the areas and Etsy has its own as well. So do you believe in just organic or paid works well? Well, I, I would say that for most new brands, there's going to have to be some element of paid, especially mm -hmm. early on, because... There's so many people competing for advertising impressions, for Shopify visibility, this Amazon visibility. There's just so much competition. It really is money that's going to get you above that noise early on. So I think most folks would be foolish to rely too much just on the organic because it's it's kind of a flip of a coin that it, you know it's a lucky it's a lucky situation. Uh, instead, approaching it with a paid strategy will give them, uh, give them more guarantee of early traction 
And if they get that early traction, then it's like, you know, when you drop a, a stone in a pond and you have the ripple effect. So you need to get that stone in the first place and then the organic stuff can really kick in and, and kick into gear. So I would say for most folks, they, they, they might think if I build this, then, you know, people come. And that was true 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago. Mm-hmm. But I think now, like we spoke about, it's so easy to set up a business and launch something online that there's so much noise that it does take uh, some some investment, some paid ads, usually Google, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, to to stand out from the rest. You went into entrepreneurship for long now, and you must have seen the bunch of sales objections as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the, probably the number one challenge in the work we do in, in helping clients launch products it's defeating or getting past the sales objections of the customer and um, they, they, those are sales objections i think are more than they ever were uh, more powerful and there's more people who are more skeptical of the online space uh, so we see a number of big objections come in time and time and time again there's always going to be objections unique to particular products however you're generally going to get a handful of exactly the same objections every single time with whatever the product is and so a few of those that i would really point to the first is credibility and just the question of the customer why should i trust you who are you will i get a product if i buy from you how can i verify that the product is real it's good you know stuff like that so credibility whether it's reviews, testimonials, proof of previous successes, track record, anything that PR, articles you've written, anything that can show, podcast, anything that can show, hey, uh, we know what we're talking about, this is legitimate and you can trust us, is so, so, so important. I would say another, uh, another thing that jumps out is transparency. So maybe 10, 20 years ago, it was very easy to create a brand and be anonymous behind that brand and that brand would be selling product and that happens now with the big you know nike adidas whoever mm-hmm. however as a new entrepreneur people don't know the brand there is no trust in the brand and so you really have to, as the founder to be visible and transparent so i think having a founder be be honest upfront very visible talking to customers transparent honest accessible so putting email address out there phone number out there so that people can contact you ask questions again i think that goes a long way to to building trust and then i will also mention a sales objection everyone will see all the time with whatever you sell Mm -hmm. and you're always going to get people complaining about price even if you're selling a five dollar product you're going to get people complaining about price and so that's just something you're going to have to deal with and i think the important piece there is to, if you really feel based on your data and your research that your pricing is is reasonable and suitable, then it's all about the perception and making sure that, you know, does your website look like uh, it represents products of that value? Is it a pretty yeah. website? Is it aesthetic? Is it a nice design? Is it intuitive? And so it's all about the perception there. And um, what advice you would like to give if someone is closing a big ticket customer worth 10k usd a month or 5k usd plus a month 25k usd plus a month so what advice would you like to, because it's those kind of sales are not easy to close obviously so no. what customers look for 
what someone can go through and best way to close, you know? Oh yeah, I would I would say for any service-based industries like that, one big advantage is what sort of guarantee can be offered. Now, now in digital marketing, especially, or in a lot of roles, you can't guarantee success. You just can't. However, usually you can build in milestones, checkpoints, and kind of key performance indicators that you can guarantee. So let's say my company is launching a product for someone. We can't, we can't guarantee that the product's going to sell if they have, let's say they're shipping the product two years from now. It's a long, long time. People don't care. So we can't control that, but we can control finding people who express interest in this product, getting people into their community for a certain cost, getting prospects, engaging those prospects and seeing a certain level of engagement. So I think any way you can structure guarantees as part of an agreement uh, really helps those clients feel more safe in a, in a big expense. So I would say that for one. And the second thing we see work very well is just examples of closely related um, products or, or similar services. So if someone comes to us and wants to launch uh, let's, a microphone, I'm speaking on a microphone, mm-hmm. uh, and they say, well, you know, you want to charge 20, 30, 50,000, this is an expensive launch. And that's true. But if we can say, hey, you know, look at these three, four, five other microphones we've launched and look at their success. We can't guarantee yours is going to be successful, but that goes a long way to showing them, hey, well, if they were successful with all these other ones, then it's very likely that we're going to see a high level of success in the work that they do and good work done. And, you know, whether they they verify that by looking at case studies or video testimonials or speaking directly to, to previous clients, just again, from my standpoint, being a founder, being customer facing, being transparent, being honest, it uh, goes a long way. But yeah, in regards to the high ticket items, I think a big thing is what sort of guarantees can be offered and can you get creative with that? And secondly, how how can you show, uh, show that client some highly relevant, similar examples of previous work you've done? Lastly, like what kind of insights you would like to share? Like how to launch a successful brand in an economic downturn? Because we're talking about like downturn, echo, and hit a lot. Everyone went down. Crypto yeah. everything is down. US is probably some like you guys are in recession, like you guys have been into news. I have watched that as well. And so how we can stand out from that standpoint, like how it is. It is. It's a tough year in the US. I mean, US e-commerce in particular has been very tough uh, in our experience because of COVID. People uh, now, you know, they spent two years online and now they're back offline. I think during the COVID period, a lot of people, because of supply chain issues and challenges, uh, products were delayed or not delivered and the customer just generally got weary of the e-commerce space. So we're certainly seeing that in the US. A few, and we're a service provider here. So there's something that I'm tackling and dealing with myself and thinking about a lot. I think there's, there's a few things that we're really pointing to. Number one, I'm really trying to find opportunities. So for example, because the launch space right now is so tough, 
a number of the other service providers in this space have actually completely left the space and focused elsewhere. So what that means is there's a lot of talented individuals who no longer have jobs in those agencies. And there's also a lot of uh, client potential clients who were potentially planning on working with those agencies who now can no longer do so. So I do think it's a, it's a downturn, downturn in the space, but what that does do is anyone who doesn't have the perseverance is going to just drop off and say, I'm not going to be involved. And so that, that's an opportunity and we should look at that. I would say a second thing that we're doing is we're really prioritizing our budgets. So last month I went through and I cut out, you know, a bunch of tools that we use or that we use sporadically or don't need and we, we turned off those subscriptions. And then I've also increased our advertising budget because we need business now and turning down the advertising budget isn't going to help. So I slightly... <laughs> Uh, against kind of the, the concept, but I do feel strongly that getting us out there more now is going to be beneficial. And even if it does cost us more money to do so. So sales and marketing have, have got a lot more attention at the moment. And then thirdly, I mean, I'm quite risk averse anyway. And I think in this kind of time of a potential recession, uh, that's a good attribute to have. And, and everyone should be very risk averse. And so we talked about validation at the start. You know, if someone's thinking, who's listening to this, okay, I want to launch a Shopify store for a line of apparel or t-shirts or hoodies or whatnot, rather than building out the Shopify store, getting all the manufacturing pieces in place, writing all the website copy, blah, 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 setting up social channels, that takes a decent amount of time and energy to do it effectively. And, uh, and if you're gonna spend money on ads, it's gonna cost you. So rather than going through that process, first take a step back and think, okay, what can I do to validate this is gonna be successful? Get that proof of concept and then spend your time and energy and money uh, developing that concept. So just validate, get that proof of concept, get the confirmation from your potential customers, from the market, that this is a good opportunity to commit to and spend time doing. And during economic booms, uh, mm -hmm. it's a little, it's it's okay to be to be riskier because generally the money's flowing and, and people feel more confident. Now everyone tightens their wallets and, and feels a bit more restricted. And so it's even more important to be cautious and risk averse and, and careful in the new strategies or new products that you're gonna launch. So just validate, make sure you validated your product idea. So let's say if there's a new guy or beginner, you know, but has some experience, you know, just an intermediate getting into the e-commerce, what budget you would like to advise to anyone should have to launch an e-commerce store. So the store should be at least successful after the one month or so. So they should be having a profit store coming from after six months or three months, you know, even the store is drop shipping. Mm. pretty easy to go or print on demand or even they or even like a label they have on your own so what kind of budget they should use just for the ads including ads tools Shopify subscription is pretty easy like 29 USD to go that's it what budget yeah. well that I mean that's relative to to what they can afford right if they can afford big budgets then I would advise spending good budgets because like we said before it's all about getting traction and rising above the noise. And the sooner you can rise above the noise, the easier it's gonna be. So 
I don't think there's as, as flat answers there, but what I could what I could respond to that with is when you're thinking about your investment and your return, having kind of a, a rule of three in mind. So if you're going to be launching your e-commerce store, and let's say you want to raise, you want to make $10,000 a month to start mm-hmm. off with, that's a target. I'm going to say to you a rule of three, you should probably be expecting to invest somewhere around $3,000 a third in your marketing to make that a reality, if not a little bit more. So if you want to raise $100,000, you should be spending 30, 35 grand in your advertising. So I think the rule of three can work across all sorts of budget ranges. Awesome. I think it was amazing to having you on the show. So thanks, Will, for sharing all these bunch of insights for our listeners, you know. So we will be loving that. So thanks for getting into the show, you know. Thanks, Rohit. Pleasure.